Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back once again after a great kickoff here to season two of V3 is uh, HWA Radio. Joining me, as always, is good old CR. Oh, happy to be here, Keys. Uh, exciting first week to kick off the uh, new season. Yeah, we got some things to talk about here because this is an unprecedented uh, little thing that we saw here. Let's go ahead and uh, put it under hot news. We'll call it last things first. Uh, Keys attacking his own wrestler after the after the match, uh, jumping on Bufu like he was, a, he was a, a rival enemy or something like that. Bufu not not missing a beat, jiving right back uh, and just taking a, taking Keys off the over the top rope. But we, there is an explanation. You're probably wondering what the hell happened there. Uh, but there is an explanation and it was a it's in a voicemail by keys we're gonna play that for you right now hey guys you're probably wondering why the fuck i would attack bufu my own wrestler after his title victory there is an explanation you see in the off time since the pay-per-view i've been taking steps to make sure the acc is the most ruthless and unrelenting stable in the hwa as part of this i have informed my wrestlers to remain ever vigilant and to never back away from a fight no matter who the attacker may be I proved that be taken seriously when I jumped Bufu after his championship defense. Bufu didn't even think twice about defending and returning fire, and I couldn't be more proud. What some may have seen as disappointment on my face as I left the ring was nothing more than a grimace disguising one of the biggest smiles I may have ever shown. Even more than a single attack, it was an important realization that with Bufu essentially being top dog in the Ass Clown Coven, all others will follow, making our organization one to be feared no matter who stands against us. Looking forward to a hell of a season, guys. Talk to you soon. So there you have it. Keys apparently has not lost his mind. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's planning this, uh, the, just turning his, his wrestlers into these maniacs that just that will attack anything that attacks him. Like uh, very primal, I think, he's, he's trying to go for here, just uh, uh, getting him to, to work out of that reptilian brain or something like that, CR. Well, it reminds me of the scene in the Pink Panther when Clouseau comes home from work and Cato tries jumping him and they're fighting all around the house. <laughs> they destroy the house. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he tries to keep his reflexes sharp. You know what I mean? So I guess that's what they're doing. You're going back to the very old lessons there, in, uh, according to Peter Sellers, anyway. But uh, so, yeah, yep, there you have it. The, the, the situation explained. They're still good friends, apparently. Uh, still much respect as a coach, much respect as a wrestler. So there you have it. Uh, and we'll talk about that match a little bit later on. But well, let's get things kicked off here with this first one, the exhibition match. Uh, it's going to be Bandit versus Fritz Von Stone. As we discussed, this was, uh, this was a match that you'd much rather see turn out in a double countout or a, a double elimination so to speak. Uh, but uh, for, the, for the majority of the time, this was what it was expected to be. It was going to be a barroom brawl. And the funny thing about that is Fritz kept his, kept up with that style. He was he was right in there, and the hands of stone uh, was almost the end of it. But uh, he, he knew he was going to have to just face this guy toe-to-toe on his own on his own ground. But after drawing blood, I think Bandit just got fired up. If, if he had not drawn blood, it might have come out different. But uh, Bandit, he, he sees that blood and that instant kick that's like, like a bull seeing red. Uh, with the band, he just kicked in and just went crazy. Well, this is a typical, uh, typical match for uh, the band. You know, it's a it, it's straight out of the bar room. That's all he does. He's a brawler. That's all he does. He knows about six holds. You know, and that's and if you if you play his game, it, it, we always say, you know, don't play into his hands. Don't get into a brawl with this guy. He's too good at it. That's that's how he's you know made his bones coming up through uh, through the wrestling ranks. And uh, one of my favorite things that I always say, you know, uh, 
to quote Arn Anderson, adversity introduces a man to himself. So when you taste that blood, either two things happen. You crumble in a heap or you just start fighting like a wild animal. And that's exactly what the bandit did. Wise words from old Arn on there, especially. But, uh, the, I mean, the end of the match, it, it almost came at the, uh, with, with the one move that he does do. The one great move is the, the eastbound and down. But Fritz was able to kick out of it. Fritz was still hanging on a little bit there. Uh, and then the bandit went, went upstairs for an elbow drop and uh, was off the top rope. There's that beer. <laughs> uh, Sorry, he, I had to crack open a fresh one. Yeah, you know, got to bust a fresh, bust a cold one. Uh, and then he, uh, he drained Fritz with it with that eye gouging clutch. We couldn't see it from our angle, but he, he did have the the fingers deep in the eye sockets. And after that, you you can't fight what you can't see really, unless you're like uh, in blood sport, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, whoever the guy was actually supposed to be, but he does it again, folks. He just he goes out there and he wins, and none of us are real happy about it. But the porn stash rides again. Well, you talk about draining and deep fingering. Sounds like something Saul and Masato are into, for God's sake. I don't know, but yeah, uh, he won. I got to see. Uh, you know, we all know how I feel about that guy. I really don't want to rehash this. He gets the win. Blah blah blah. Maybe he'll take a shower this week. <laughs> we hope so because that locker room's starting to get funky uh out there and uh, where, where, where they were in philadelphia oh well, that's funky anyway and don't worry about that <laughs> it was like that when we got there uh let's talk about the second match is the tag team match here two guys that were four guys i guess we haven't seen uh all jumbled together at once here in a while it's because the nosebleeds you had uh <laughs> it's starting to sound like chuck yeager there uh you had uh maxi pad and uh the booger dude of course and then the fu inc you have katungi world champion at this time and his uh, his crazy ass partner Steel Sultan, and there seemed to be one prominent theme uh, was the willingness of the nosebleeds to play dirty. This is another situation where you know who your enemy is, and uh, <laughs> you just you play into their you don't play into their hands, you play their game. Uh, we saw this when they they double team Katungi first of all, and the referee doesn't do anything. He's, he's kind of useless there, but uh, I mean he, he's he's there to count three uh, in the end. And later they do the same thing with the Sultan. No no referee at all and Katungi and Sultan had to be kind of like hey wait a minute that's that, that's our play <laughs> that, that that's our jam you can't do that to us but uh that was the case yeah well you know we always talk about uh the referees kind of like to let the boys play uh you know we've had what like one or two disqualifications in the history of the HWA and I don't even know if we've ever had a count out so uh, the referees are basically there just to uh count the three count for god's sake that's basically it but I was a bit surprised that uh that Chaz would sign for this match, uh, putting Katungi, the, the world champion, in a tag team match with uh, that crazy son of a bitch, the Sultan. I mean, we all know that guy's not all there. <laughs> but, hey, let's not forget they were uh, tag team champions for, uh, I think they had a nice little run of maybe five defenses uh, before they eventually lost. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it is what it is. The nosebleeds are two of my other favorite oh, has booger has booger dude won a match yet uh, i believe he won a match against uh <laughs> remember justin mime i think back in the day they got paired up and uh apparently that was an easy win before they before the mimes turned into per mime turned it into piranhas and they went on a tear glad they moved on there they were a little annoying to me uh, but the, the uh, their strategy was great for a while, but it fell apart uh, for the nosebleeds. Booger Dude could not get a tag. Uh, he just could not get over in that area. And uh, due to the, the FU relentlessness, they were just, uh, uh, they, they were like piranhas themselves. And then the Sultan uh, gave him the Tehran torture, just, just the camel clutches, you know, but uh, he likes to brand it that way. Uh, and if you say it's the camel clutch, he'll say, fuck you. Uh, but uh, he followed it up with, with a, a wound up uppercut, just kind of crank that thing around and boom, the Booger Dude, he 
he must have hit him right because Booger Dude was down for good. And uh, you had your, your count there. So FU Incorporated, another another win for the team there. And uh, hopefully they'll have the time off while Katungi focuses on his next defense, which will be coming up against uh, – oh, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll preview that uh, shortly there. But FU Inc., good win for them. Yeah, and you know, one thing I noticed uh, near the, the latter uh, latter stages of that match, uh, FU Incorporated did a lot of tagging in and out, a lot of quick tagging, uh, kept the kept the fresher man in. Uh, at one point, it looked like Katungi didn't even want to be in there. He, he, the Sultan was getting the crap kicked out of him. Katungi went in, did like two things, then slapped the Sultan back in. But hey, it worked, you know. You got to reset the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think the more abuse the, uh, the Sultan takes, the angrier he gets and the better he wrestles. So, you know, doing the old rope-a-dope. Rocky Balboa, but uh, yeah, FU Incorporated gets gets a win. We'll see, uh, you know, if, if Chaz continues to put them together when Katungi's still holding on to that world title. Shut up, Gene! Quit leave the dog alone. <laughs> Gene's there, of course. I tell him, I tell him, Gene, we're go- I'm, I'm going to do the podcast. Do not wind up the dog. And every time he goes, makes himself a big fat sandwich, and he knows the dog's just going to sit there and want some. Oh, for Christ's sake! It's no wonder. <laughs> You know, it's no wonder I got to take pain medicine and wash it down with booze to get a good night's sleep around here, for God's sake. <laughs> got to get Gene his own little uh, beach house apartment or a little uh, pool house apartment or something like that. Well, he has his goddamn little cabin, but he he's like Kramer. He's always over at my place eating me out of house and home. <laughs> and drinking you. <laughs> well... Uh... Regardless, we're going to have to move on to our first uh, title defense here, which was the women's national title. Is this now? That's not the new one. This was the the regular green belt. Uh, they were or, uh, what chartreuse, you might say. But uh, this was uh, Penny Weiss going up against Misty Furberger, and I talked about Misty Furberger being uh, solid, uh, a solid wrestler. She's she's really come around. She's she's trained. She looks great. Penny Weiss uh, hasn't done. I mean, she's always been great, so hasn't really been doing anything differently. But th- this turned out to be what probably was a bad thing for her because uh, she was dominant by Misty. Uh, Keys kept interfering uh, to prevent the three counts, uh, but you can only do that so long. Uh, it, it looked like Penny was holding back, though, and word has it that uh, this this goes to the, the Empire again. Uh, word has it that she was waiting for interference by CSE. I, I don't know. You got you were backstage. You know what was going on. What what the, uh, what, what happened there? Well, I can I can tell you that there was a plan uh, that had been formulated. Uh, I actually, I, I over here, Keys and, uh, and Chaz uh, discussing it. Uh, what was supposed to happen was Masato Mayhem was supposed to interfere in this match. Uh, but apparently her and uh, Saul started doing the funky funky back there in the locker room and they lost track of time and she missed her cue. Oh, Lord. Not, not, not Mr. Q. She wasn't doing Mr. Q, the wrestler. <laughs> she, she missed, missed her. <laughs> you know, she, she, she missed her spot, if you will. And by the time, it, I, I guess, I guess Saul, he must be the 60-minute man because by the time he finished, it was too late. <laughs> I thought of him as the 60-second man, uh, but uh, the timing unless is everything. She was, unless, unless she was pitching and he was catching, so I don't know. <laughs> Get that old ginger root going. <laughs> I don't want to think about that, but uh, but yeah, so uh, there was a little bit of a, I, w- I won't say it's a confrontation, but uh, Chaz and, and Keith had a, had a uh, a couple of words after that match, but I think they seem to have smoothed everything out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see uh, it. Just something. Sometimes things like like that happen. Sex has to reveal. Keys understands that. Uh, Keys is a horny as a three balled cat most of the time, but. Uh, yeah, in this case, it was uh, it was Misty just taking advantage of uh, a miss uh, a misstep by that that uh, Empire Club Empire Club no just the Empire. Uh, Misty was in perfect form in the end as well as the beginning uh, with a rolling somersault splash. Uh, she she added a pin for the title win. I, I'm not even sure what her signature move is. She just throws 
throws anything at you and see what sticks. And uh, the keys was quiet about the loss. Uh, he seemed to be very calm, matter of fact demeanor about it. And uh, this, it's, it's, it's like the, the quiet ones you got to watch. I don't know who came up with that statement. It's kind of s- stupid. But in this case, uh, you see some, something's got to be brewing there because Keys losing a title, especially a women's title, is normally something that sets him off. He's, he'll be back there throwing chairs and shit around and going to, knocking the table over in the green room and food going everywhere. But uh, this time he was very quiet. So I, I look for something to be on that back burner with a slow boil. Yeah, and talking about throwing things at you, it stick. You don't want Rufus or uh, the band to throw their underwear at you because it might stick, for God's sake. Those sick bastards. But, but yeah, to be quite honest with you, he, he kind of took it as a, kind of a matter-of-fact type of a thing. So, uh, like you said, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's plans for bigger and better things. And uh, I, I don't know that uh, maybe Penny just underestimated Misty Farberger. Uh, and, and I will tell you, you know, uh, since she's come back for this season in the uh, – uh, the new version of Missy, she's been, uh, she's quite slimmed down, uh, and she's her stamina seems to be a lot better, and and I think that helps her out in her matches, and and uh, I think that's what let her uh, let her here too. She she's you know she's really just comes at you like a whirling dervish there, and in the old days she would get winded. Now you know she has that stamina. She just keeps coming at you like a badger. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> she, has, she has stamina. <laughs> I'm thinking of her in a different way, and uh, not not behind the counter, so as uh, you might know, uh, with Misty's fur burgers. But yeah, she uh, uh, she, she proved something definitely, uh, and I, I think she deserves the championship for for what she did. She just did the job. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens because there's there's going to be something something hot going, going, coming up soon. I'm sure. I, I can't even talk about it. I'm, I'm speechless as they as may be apparent. Let's talk about this. Here's something I can talk about. The Extreme Rules match between Vivacious Vic Vulgar and Corporal Punishment. And uh, this uh, this is a match of flashy versus uh, down to earth. And in this match, we did see some interference in the form of the gimp. He, he gave the butt plug to Vic and you know, Keys was, uh, Keys guys are there always ready to to mix it up and cover each other, cover you know, he'll cover chairs or, or keys will do something, send somebody out to cover uh, you know, whoever. Uh, but uh, the slingshot, the suplex, the corporal. Uh, had received just before he was seeing stars and uh, he, he laid there for a long time this was just a wasted effort uh, bad timing uh corporal got got the drop on him and uh the game but yeah he tried and at the you know the teamwork is there and everything but uh unfortunately it was just uh, a bad setup well yeah you know the game and, and obviously uh this just uh, illustrated there was no really ill will between chaz and uh and keys for uh, masato missing her mark because uh the gimp did what he was supposed to do uh Although it really didn't seem to phase Vic too much because he had the better of the corporal for the uh, early part of this match. Uh, but again, you know, Vic is just one of those guys. W- when he starts to get the upper hand, he starts showboating, and once he starts showboating, that leads to his downfall. Yeah, we saw the corporal's craftiness uh, was seen in the end. He's he's on the outside here, and uh, Vic. Vic, he, he, the other thing with Vic is he he throws himself. Uh, into the emotion of it. Uh, I think he's he's quite an emotional wrestler. Uh, yeah, Corporal on the outside, uh, he's doing the rope-a-dope thing. Once again, we're talking about rope-a-dope. <laughs> love, the, uh, love that term. But uh, yeah, he, he made Vic come after him. He, he And Vic was like, come on, get back in the ring. And Corporal's just like, oh, oh, oh what's going on? I'm dizzy. Oh. So Vic, goes, Vic takes the energy to go out there, grab Corporal, he throws him back in the ring. Vic comes back in the ring, and boom, Corporal's right there. He's ready. He pulls that dishonorable discharge, uh, puts, puts him down for the three-count excellent uh, the strategy i mean you talk about he's a, he's a military guy for god's sake he should know about strategy and that was exactly the case here with the corporal well you make a good point about vic being uh 
playing on the emotion, uh, the, the emotional roller coaster of the match. The uh, the corporal's pretty much all even keel, um, very calm and collected. I mean, he's pissed off all the time, but he's pretty calm and collected. <laughs> and uh, let's not forget, you know, uh, while there were some extracurriculars outside the ring, uh, the corporal did hit Vic with a couple of good uh, shots with the sledgehammer. And, and I think that dishonorable discharge just, uh, you know, the, the, the hammer loosened the jar and the discharge got the lid off the jar. And that was that was what did it. I mean, I think it just knocked all the wind out of Vic and, and took took the wind out of his sails, if you will, for the Admiral's fleet. So, uh, yeah. And that's the thing about the corporal. I mean, you know, he, he, how many times has it looked like he was, uh, you know, about to be pinned and then all of a sudden, 10 seconds later, he's getting his hand raised in victory. So very cagey veteran. He knows to uh, pick his spots, picks his battles. The guy, like I said, between him, Fuzz, and uh, the snowman, they're, they're three of the – they have the worst dispositions in the HWA and three of the <clears throat> three men I would not want to meet in a dark alley, to tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. Corporal, like, a, you, like you said, he takes an ass kicking for a while, and then he, then he throws – right back at you another guy who does that of course is Boofu the clown which i'm leading into this uh men's tv title match Boofu the clown gone up against mr q who has earned a spot there uh, he's uh, he's done pretty well but uh Bufu showed off with a variety of moves and this is something else i love watching Bufu do is uh he'll just do anything it could, well, mainly because he's insane but uh many many of which uh these moves q was not ready for and in one particular one it's a giant splash off the top rope normally you got a guy who's you know, muscle and you know everything but uh, when you got talking about Bufu, you're kind of engulfed in flab, and that's a lot of weight to come landed on you. Uh, Mr. Q had to be thrown off by this by this uh, blubber, this uh, hefty bag filled with tapioca just landing on him. Well, I'll tell you, the last time I saw a big man come off the top rope like that, it was Big Van Vader doing moonsaults on people. <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah, that, that was uh, about 400 pounds coming down on you. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it takes the wind out of you, that's for sure. Uh, to see, uh, Bufu's got a guy, he goes at least 325, uh, you know, he's probably a couple biscuits shy of 340, but, uh, I was, I was astonished. I thought at first he was going to do that goofy ass scary go round thing that he kind of abandoned, but, uh, Nope, just a straight old uh, crossbody splash, and it hits. It hit the mark. Yeah, scary go round is a lot of a lot of intricacies to it. Uh, giant splash, you get up there, you land on him. So uh, I think that move works pretty well for him. Hopefully, see that in the future as, as part of his repertoire. Uh, but in, in the end, uh, Bufu's uh, go-to I'd move. Like, I like to see. I like to see Bufu try to ex- execute uh, Morning Glory holes flying fuck. <laughs> See, that, that, that could go anywhere about four times in the air <laughs> he could end he up landing up. on somebody in the crowd <laughs> i mean he ended up in like the third row <laughs> that's a lawsuit uh, let's, let's prevent that our, our insurance is high enough as it is uh bufu his go-to move once again very highly effective uh it, it is the squirting rows uh there was plenty of manhandling uh on the setup there but the squirting road was the big ending that 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 fist going to the jaw uh you saw q is kind of like and down on the mat and uh once again struggles to find his way q q just cannot find a handle when it comes to these big these title matches uh i, I don't know if that's a, a testament to aaron's management or if q just doesn't have it in him it's a testament to the west coast alliance be a bunch of uh, reprobates that don't know what they're doing <laughs> in the ring to be quite honest with you it's, it all comes back to the leadership you know, you, you you look at the you look at the stables that are successful, and it starts at the top. Chaz, you know, what, what can you say about this guy? He's got the performance center. I mean, he, he treats his wrestlers extremely well. They're all well paid. Takes care of them. Throws parties for them. 
You have Keys who who motivates his guys, even attacks them after matches to keep them <laughs> on their toes. You know, and then you look at you look at the have nots. Fugu's too busy running his uh, sushi restaurants. The Admiral's too busy wearing dirty clothes. And Joe and Aaron, I don't know what the heck those two do. I probably a lot of Pornhub. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll have to see uh, if, if Aaron is able to kick it up as the season or season moves on. It's going to be a little tough when you have guys like uh, Aaron, or sorry, guys like Keys and Chaz forming these these, these legions, uh, just looking to destroy. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about this upcoming show this Friday. We're going to have a start kick, uh, kicking things off. We're going to have a tag team match. It is going to be special delivery. Yes, the packages. Yeah, I know uh, the special delivery versus Stone Cold Crazy. In this one, Stone Cold Crazy. It has been a tag team for the longest time. They're they're the veterans, and I, I think they're gonna they'll they'll be able to take care of special delivery quite easily. I think they have in the past. As a matter of fact, I, I don't think special delivery has enough practice as a tag team uh, to handle the the wild the wild El uh, Loco and Fritz von Stone. Well, special delivery can drag themselves away from the mirror that they're always looking at, at each other. <laughs> they, you know, maybe they might have some success, but. Uh... They're more concerned with how they look in the ring than what they do. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tell you, again, West Coast Alliance, I hate to uh, – it just pains me. But if it, if, if I'm going to pick with my brain, I'm going to say stone cold crazy. If I'm going to pick with my – I won't say my heart. I'll say it's my disdain. I would pick the other way, but I'll, pick I'll go with stone cold crazy. With wishful thinking, yeah, you got to go with uh, uh, stone cold crazy. The, the huevos, we're going to keep that off the off the car. Um, so with that, we got, uh, after that, we got a false count anywhere match. Let's hope they finally have figured this out and realize you can go outside the ring. You don't need to go backstage. You don't need to go down the street to the Seven Eleven or anything like that. Just to be outside of the ropes. Okay. Hopefully they'll learn that. And it's going to be Lance Butkus versus the rubber duck, uh, a, a new guy, a, v- a relatively new guy, uh, here in the HWA versus a guy who's been around for a while, a guy who's been around for a, while, a freak of freak of nature is what he really is. But, uh, they, they knew the duck was coming back and, uh, uh, see, I, this one's going to be a little weird because if 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 Lance can stay outside the ring and rob the duck of his moves, that the feather duster and the uh, uh, the what the eat a duck, both of which rely on a turn but on the corner, uh, then he can win. But rubber duck, I think he's 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 just a brutal guy. You see some of the stuff he's done outside the ring, you you know why. Uh, so I gotta I gotta go with the duck on this one. Yeah, he's brutal. That flipper flapping freak. I. <laughs> PVC panty wear, son of a bitch, ball gag. Oh, Jesus Christ. But you're right. If 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 I was advising Lance Butkus, if you're listening there, uh, Admiral Deuce, keep it outside the ring. If you have any brains, you're going to keep this outside the ring. Like you said, you neutralize his two best finishing moves. But it is the Admiral, and he's an idiot, so I'm sure he'll screw this up. All right, so uh, after that, we'll have our first uh, first title match of the night. It's going to be the women's television title, the brand-new belt, and it's going to be Maggie Skookumchuk going up against Masato Mayhem, two very large women, two very skilled women, and uh, Maggie, the, the slightly slightly newer. Uh, I wouldn't even make that a factor in this one. But Masato, the, the only question in this match is, is Masato uh, going to have – is she going to be Masato and not going to be Saul's wife? And if she's if she is the Masato of old, she will win this hands down. If she if she falters at all, Maggie's going to take that belt right back. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the hopefulness on it. The glass half full. I'm gonna say Masato takes the belt. Well, if we see the Masato mayhem that uh, 
worked over Geisha Genji pretty good in that intergender match. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we, we have a, uh, a new champion. Uh, if she's too busy making uh, and, and I'm going to be interested, I don't know who's going to escort her to ringside, uh, whether it's going to be Chaz or Saul. Uh, if, if I was Chaz, I would be out there instead of her making goo-goo eyes at Saul. <laughs> but again, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. And we always talk about with Masato, it's, it's a, who's going to show up? Is it going to be the Masato that is just a buzzsaw that goes through people? Or is it going to be the, the happy-go-lucky Masato that dances around in there and, and always seems to be one move behind? Uh, we know who I'm rooting for in this match because, again, it's another West Coast Alliance reprobate. <clears throat> <laughs> so let's go Masato. Yeah, I think we'll know. We'll know right away which Masato is because remember the, the, the telltale sign is her. She goes up on the rope and she hesitates. And if she hesitates, we'll say, oh, no, not again. The Masato's and, and, and we'll also probably get a pretty good uh, idea of how strong the, uh, the, the connection of the empire is, because if they're serious about getting, collecting these titles, then they're, you know, it might be some extracurricular activity. We'll have to see who's in the background there. If, uh, if, if they, if you see the camera switch around and, and Maggie get that, that look on her face, then uh, we'll know that someone, someone's coming down. Uh, either it could be before the match, during the match, after the match, they, the God only knows what they got planned. So with that, we're going to go to the, uh, four way elimination match here coming up. Now, this is a, uh, this is a title bid match. This is for the world championship of course, being held by Katungi. And it is going to be, oh, so Concrete is in this. Concrete's in this match, so potential rematch if, he, if he's able to be successful. But he's also got to go through Bob Zombie, Roadhouse Roy, and Maxi Pad. Now, Roadhouse Roy and Max, going up against Concrete, I don't think, uh, unless they can form some sort of three-on-one or two-on-one, uh, I don't see a whole lot of threat from them. But Bob Zombie, <coughs> excuse me, Bob Zombie has been a long time since he's had a title. And I know he's uh, he's hungry for it. He's hungry for brains as well, mostly. But uh I think you know that with if he can get a little help from his friends, so to speak. Uh, I, I see Bob Zombie take, taking this this opportunity and uh, ended up going up against Katungi, even though they're they're part of the same alliance. Uh, I would look for big things from Bob. Yeah, there uh, he definitely uh, has the advantage. I think he's well. I mean, Max is a pretty big guy too, but uh, you know, just as, as far as just strength and power, you got to go with Bob. Uh, even, even though he uh, <clears throat> his fifty yard dash is timed with a sundial. <laughs> Uh, certainly takes his time getting to the ring. It might, it might take him longer to get to the ring than this for this match to even be going on. But uh, and I guess Concrete got thrown in there. Yeah, the old champion's prerogative. He, he gets that chance in a rematch. But uh, it'll be an interesting match. I, I'm actually rooting for Roadhouse Roy myself. I, I love that guy. Uh, you know, he he, he uh, unfortunately uh, had some a taste of a title and lost it. But uh, you play it smart. You know, let the other guys do the heavy lifting and then uh, sneak in there and get that scavenger pin. And you talk about it's been a while since uh, Bob Zombie uh, had a title. It, uh, it was, Bo- I think, after Bob Zombie and I think after Crow Magnon had a title, uh, they had to uh, redo the belts because they were gnawing on the leather straps. <laughs> God, <laughs> that, that very well. I, I thought I saw teeth, teeth marks at one time on those things, and they they did repair them. So, uh, but yeah, Roy Roy does have a set of skills. He, he's not big, he's not powerful, but he he does have skills. So if he can get, like I said, like you said, uh, if, if he's he a cagey veteran, that's right. If he gets the other two guys to do do some heavy lifting, uh, he will. He could uh, sneak right in there and take care of business. 
Last match is going to be the manager's championship match. Now, this is uh, this is very odd here for the Empire, the way it's being set up. I guess the, uh, the, the management, the, the board of directors doesn't want to play any favorites, so they kind of got to go with this, and it's been a while since Chaz has, has gone up for a title shot here. But uh, Keith Carranza, Chaz Segner, they're going to be going at it. We've been assured that uh, by both of them that this is going to be a gentleman's match, though in, all, in confidence, I don't know if he's trying to hide it, but I, I heard that Chaz was going through uh, – he was doing one of these insanity workouts, uh, and he's he, he wants to be really pumped up for this, uh, wants to be able to take Keys and uh, really just <laughs> hand his ass to him. Uh, Keys, on the other hand, his, uh, his workout consists of uh, you know, whoppers and onion rings and stuff like that, but it's, it's he curls beers, I think, or, or curls Smirnoff ice or something like that. Uh, that that's mainly his workout, but he's, he's always been passionate about that, that world championship. Chaz knows it. And uh, I don't know if Chaz will, will hold back or or what's going to happen, but uh, I, I'd say you know he's he wants to do the circuit. He's 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 been hungry for it. He was so close to it before, and uh, Keys if he can if he can just show enough passion, I, I think he'll take care take care of Chaz, and uh, Chaz will just move on and enjoy his uh, what was that that million dollar belt that he has. Yeah, well you know it, uh, Chaz he could care less about wrestling. They just make him go in there because he's a manager. And- Quite frankly, uh, he, he did, you know, after last season, he, he was talking about trying to, you know, uh, work out a little bit and, and uh, you know, put on a little bit of muscle, try to uh, get just a little bit bigger. Uh, I don't know if that came to fruition or not. <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll find out if, if he's anything like uh, the girls <clears throat> that were that were enhanced, uh, you know, different, I mean, different I mean, enhancement, I think. Exactly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it put. I wouldn't put it past Chaz to have some uh, chemical help uh, uh, if he did uh, bulk up a little bit. But uh, again, these guys, they're you know, I, I don't know if you want to call them friends or colleagues or at least on the same side, whatever they are. I'm sure you're not going to see anything uh, anything dirty out of these guys. So that will be, be interesting to see. There won't be nut grabbing like we've seen in the past. Well, yeah, hopefully not. You know, nobody resorts to that. But and again, you'll see how kind of strong that empire bond is. If, if, if now, I mean, you know, we, we're just kind of passing on hearsay. I mean, we, we haven't heard either one of them really comment on it. Uh, you know, I'd like to maybe uh, you know, one of the upcoming podcasts. Maybe we can get one or two of them on here and have them. Uh, you know, discuss if there is an actual kind of some kind of working agreement or what, what exactly is going on. But uh, we're, we're, we're just going on kind of what we hear, what we see. But it'll be an interesting match. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, if Chaz loses, it's uh, no skin off his ass. He's still a billionaire and still manages champions. And at the end of the day, he'll, uh, you know, go out for a nice dinner and probably be uh, – <clears throat> Sharing the company of Morning Glory Hole at some point during the evening. Well, is Chaz in the office tonight, or is he is he uh, slipped away on a, on a little uh, getaway there? I, I have no idea where he's at. I haven't heard. I haven't I haven't talked to him. Uh, I know that uh, Saul and Masato were were taking a little trip. Uh, so that they they uh, they had a week off, so I don't know what's going on. All right. Um, so we'll we'll see if we can get a hold of him. Uh, maybe a follow up next week, uh, if nothing else. Uh, but uh, we got to get a hold of Saul when he comes back too. I'm sure he's going to have stories. <laughs> Little guy. Well, I'll tell you, you were you, you, you were. You were well, we're talk, I'm, I'm going to mention this. When we we're talking about the Bufu match. You were talking about the squirting rose. 
Gene was taking a piss on my rose bushes the other day, and I said, "That's not what. That's not what a squirting rose is, Gene." <laughs> Doesn't mean you take a squirt on the roses. <laughs> well, I hear it's good for him because there's some sort of yeah, it was good for him. Except his toxic piss killed him for Christ's sake. Ninety percent Tito's. You might think there was some vitamin uh, in the in the urine, but no, I think it's completely offset by the 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 sheer level of alcohol in it. <laughs> oh, for the love of God! I don't know what the hell. I don't know what to do with this guy. I, I want to send him on another vacation, but after his. You know, last disaster on the nude beach or the non-nude beach. Oh <laughs> uh, God! Well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk to him fairly soon. He's uh, he's cut off right now after teasing the dog and with the now, pastrami. Look, 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 look. We, we we've been doing we've been doing this for what now? How many? We like five, four years now, or five years? Right. Look what the man's done. He's been he's been arrested in a foreign country for exposing himself on a non-nude <laughs> beach. He hits my. Wrecks my truck. He hits a cow. <laughs> yes, had a lot of stakes that week. Though he accidentally shoots me. <laughs> oh, yeah, forgot about that. Jesus, the man's a walking disaster. <laughs> he, he needs a, to talk about insurance. He he's the he's the definitely one that uh, you want to have uh, life and in, life insurance, uh, auto insurance, pretty much everything. He, he corners the market. Somebody call State Farm. Oh, Lord. But that will uh, that will about wrap up our show here tonight, and we thank you for joining us as always. Uh, be sure to tune in to our new show. Oh, we got some uh, some new viewers there from the ad that I took out in uh, the Adams Family Flyer. Uh, we had an ad in the HWA for the for the program. Maybe I'll take a picture of that and post it on the Facebook page, which you can catch up on there. And uh, as always here, anchor.fm slash HWA rules uh, to catch, add that to your podcatcher uh, or your uh, Apple iTunes, whatever it happens to be, whatever you use. Uh, so you never miss a show. And with that, uh, that's that's pretty much going to do it. Any, any closing words there, CR? No, I'm just looking forward to the show. Uh, hope, hope for some uh, some good action here. I hope to uh, see the rubber duck get his ass handed to him, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. And, uh, I'll be interested to see what happens in that match between Chaz and Keys. That should be a good one. Yep, and we'll have, always have a follow-up, uh, if we can, with uh, with either one or both of those next week. Uh, so with that, it's, uh, it's, it's great to have you here always, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>